Good afternoon. You're listening to K Tahoe. It's time for the bright side with Alexis Robin. Well, good evening and happy Monday, everybody. Are we back to evening now? I was kind of staying with afternoon until we hit the official fall. Okay, thing this so weekend. good afternoon. Pardon me. Yeah, tomorrow it'll be redo, or, do over next it's, week. <laughs> good afternoon, everybody. Um, welcome to the bright side. This is Alexis Robin, your local life and business coach, right here in South Lake Tahoe, with my co-host Jennifer Scanio, who hosts the morning show here at ninety-six point one FM. And today we're talking about Generation Flux, and this comes from an article in the magazine Fast Company, which is one of my very favorite business magazines. It is um, kind of the leading, cutting edge of trends that are happening and things that are happening. And um, I I never buy the magazine and find that there's nothing useful. I mean, every time I buy it, there's something really great. <laughs> so this particular article um, is called, This is Generation Flux. Meet the pioneers of the new and chaotic frontier of business. Uh, and it's this idea that the future of business is pure chaos. And I'm going to give you some ideas in today's show of how you can survive and thrive in this environment. And, you know, I want you to think about in the years past, we've been able to determine what's going to happen in the future. We've been able to make plans. We've been able to forecast. We've been able to um, kind of find some settled in paradigms that work. And we've been able to make, you know, long term plans for business on that. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that um, as of late, because our um, our vision of the future is reducing due to the pace of this change culturally and economically, um, it's becoming harder and harder to determine what's going to happen. And much like the weather where some days you can look out 15 days and have a very solid forecast of what's going to happen. Um, and then sometimes you don't know what's going to happen within two hours. And that's very typical in the mountains because the weather changes. Because we say the mountain controls the weather, not <laughs> not the, the weather itself. Um, but it's very hard to predict. And so as we go into this business climate, um, there's a lot of people who continue to hold on to old paradigms, to think about what worked in the past, and to try and, you know, forecast for the future. And really, um, what is going to be defining us and defining the business world in the next decade will be more by fluidity than by a settled paradigm. So when you think about what is what the next 10 years in business is going to look like, I want you to think fluidness, not stability. So if you're waiting for things to go back and, and stabilize after this change in economy, it's mm-hmm. not going to. This is what <laughs> the experts are saying. And so, and the, and the, one of the gentlemen who um, who's quoted in this article, he's um, he's an expert on chaos theory. And just for all you people out there who are not great in math, um, he flunked out of math in in every grade he ever went to and then went on to become an expert in chaos theory and mathematics in Which college. is no easy task. So there you go. Um, don't worry if you're not getting your addition right on the first time. So, um, so, but you think about this and it's, you know, not to be afraid. Obviously, the we are a culture of people who can't are intimidated by change, and um, well, half of us are exhilarated and excited about change and don't like to sit still and be in the same routine. The other half of us really depend on that routine to know where to go and what to do and how to be. And so, emerging from this is um, is a generation they're calling Generation Flux, and it's not um, not to talk about a you know this generation that um, is a an age group, if you will, but it's more of um, a psychological group. 
is, and it's these people who are masters of change and masters of adaptability. And so in order to, um, to, stri- to thrive and to succeed in this economy of, um, of chaos, if you will, we need to do a few different things. And the first one is to learn to embrace instability. And what I mean by that is to learn to tolerate recalibrating your career, recalibrating your business model, and recalibrating assumptions. Now, um, there's I know there's a gal who works right here in the village who owns Sealed with a Kiss. And a couple years ago, she recognized that things were different than they used to be. And she changed her business model. Mm -hmm. And she switched out most of the stuff in her um, store. It used to be very high-end, boutique-y kind of stuff that was very expensive and kind of a treat to go buy. And then um, she switched everything out to be, you know, to try to target stuff that was less than $100. So it was very approachable. And she thrived during, um, during the last couple of years. She's continued to thrive. So... Haven't checked in with her in the last few months, but um, but she, she's doing a really good job. And so you'll see, you'll start to notice the companies who are able to easily adapt and recalibrate their business models are the ones that are going to thrive. So um, in this town, I know for many, many years, things were exactly the same. And they were not... Um, people didn't have to change they could just kind of count on the tourists coming up for the casinos and people coming up to ski and that was enough business to keep everyone afloat no one really had to pay much attention well um, things are changing there's the um, Native American gaming casinos and um, there's you know the change in economy uh, the change in demographic of the travelers in California and from out of California all this stuff is changing and if you are looking back on your old business model and hoping that that's going to work, uh, I would encourage you to try and come up with some uh, different, new, innovative ways um, to take advantage of what's happening and look at your high leverage opportunities and your challenges, really, because challenges are, um, are just opportunities that need to be flipped around. Right? So if your challenge is that... Opportunities. Yeah, they are opportunities. So you think about problems. My friend Gretchen says, problems are just frustrated opportunities. And so every time I come up against a problem now, I think to myself, gosh, this is a frustrated opportunity. This is an opportunity trying to show itself to me. Like, how could we make this better? And, um, and then I work from it from that angle as like, what's the opportunity here? How can I make this different? How can I make this better? Um, and it really helps, helps me to solve problems. So, um, so first thing you can do to thrive in this, um, in this new economic climate, this new business climate of chaos is to learn to embrace the instability and to learn to tolerate recalibrating your careers, your business models, or your assumptions. The second thing you can do is you can acquire new skills. Now, one of the gals in this article in Fast Company talks about acquire, she calls herself a skill hoarder. I love this idea, this idea of skill hoarding. Learn as much as you can, as often as you can, because more and more in our careers, people are asking us to do different things. I mean, how many times have you heard in the last five years, gosh, I had to take on, you know, more roles. I'm doing three people's jobs. You know, I'm doing stuff that I've never learned how to do before. I mean, how often do you hear that? All the time. Everyone's wearing 
several hats. All the time. In fact, Jen told me this weekend she tried out a new job. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Not not with the intention of leaving the current job, but, you know, just to help out a friend. And, I mean, I think that's what we're talking about here is skill hoarding. Side of your comfort like, zone. Like, go find, you know, figure out what you can learn. If you have an opportunity to take advantage of a class or something to learn, do that because um, because you're going to, you never know when you're going to have to learn that, when you're going to have to recalibrate your career. Um, many of the jobs that we're going to have in the next five years don't even exist yet. You don't even know the name of these jobs. Think about somebody who five years ago was like, I'm going to get paid to do social media. And we all went, ha, ha, yeah, right. That's like for teenagers. And now people are getting paid six digits to tweet Facebook and LinkedIn all day, right? There's yeah. actual marketing gurus yeah. that do this. There are consultants getting paid to do this. And guess what? They're doing a great job and they are needed. But five years ago, we would have laughed them out of the office had they told us that that's what they were going to do. Exactly. Right? That's so. Right. If you would have told, um, there's life coaches in different companies now. If you would have told an executive 10 years ago, oh, 10 years from now, you're actually going to have somebody come in who's going to be a life coach for your staff and make sure that the well-being of your staff is taken care of and people are healthy mentally and emotionally so they can do their job, you would have been laughed off the planet. Now people are scrambling to find folks like this to get into their organizations because they realize that our personal problems manifest at work, regardless of how good we are at checking them at the door. Okay, that's yep. not a reality, people. I'm not saying bring your problems to work and like spew all over everybody else, but, but I'm it's saying it's real. if you're having issues with trust, that is going to manifest in the workplace, whether it started in the workplace or not, right? This stuff happens. So if you're a business owner and you can get your people up to a place where they feel you know, stable and, um, and operational, that's a good thing. That's what you want. So you want to acquire new skills. Become a skill hoarder. Third thing you can do to thrive in this business climate is to um, decrease your hierarchy in your organizations and increase collaborative leadership. The old organizations are slow to change. Why? Because the board has to meet, and then the executive committee has to meet, mm -hmm. and then they have to talk about it, and mm -hmm. then they're going to send it back down to the managers who are then going to talk to the staff about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like eight weeks later, we still haven't done anything. Yep. Meanwhile, our competition has raced by us in a Ferrari while our little Toyota is limping along. So um, so you want to reduce that hierarchical um, barriers to entrance. You want to take down those um, the need to go up the ladder to get anything done, and you want to create these collaborative teams where people can come together. You can get information from on the ground. You can share within the organization, and you can increase that collaboration because that collaborative leadership is going to increase your speed and increase your agility as an organization. Okay, If they don't have to run everything up the flagpole, you're going to be able to make decisions and make changes more quickly. Number four way to thrive and, and survive in this economy in this new business world of chaos is to get over your idea of the 40-year career. Hmm. Okay, when I was um, growing up, the idea of the, you know the businessman in the gray suit who worked forty years for the same company and retired—that's not around anymore. That's going away faster than you can say going away. <laughs> I mean, it is it's gone. It's gone. And if you haven't met somebody who worked for a company for twenty-three years and then got laid off, or whose company evaporated because they were no longer needed. Um, 
then I would I would be surprised. Most of us know somebody that this has happened to. So um, don't don't think about your career any longer as being with the same company forever and ever. Even some of the fields, like we think about um, education, education might be changing. I mean, that was the ultimate career that you could go into as a teacher. You could work for 35 years, retire, get a pension, and you're good. We don't know what education is going to look like 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. It might be on a computer. I mean, our second graders are using netbooks. We don't know. a large population, a large group of the population are homeschooling. We do not know what education is going to look like 10 years from now. And um, it might be exactly the same. It might not. But the point is, is you can't predict. So be able to do more things than just the job that you started out to do. Start learning new things. Start realizing how you can leverage your strengths in different areas. Um, take those blinders off and think about especially too as business owners and people who are um, CEOs of companies, think about your staff are going to do a lot more of these short stints in organizations. So you're going to see people who come in, work for two years, and move on to something else. You're going to see people who come in and do a four-year career, and then they're done, and they're off to some other career. So um, that's going to be the new and changing environment. So you don't want to build your succession plan in your business uh, <laughs> to include people moving up the ladder for the next 25 years. Oh, yeah, we've got a 20-year-old a in the mailroom. He'll be a great CEO. He's going to be gone, daddy, gone before you <laughs> he ever gets to that executive level. That does level. raise an interesting problem for companies, though, as far as, like you said, succession planning. Right. When, with that knowledge that people don't hang out like they used to. Right. So that's a challenge, right? So now you have a challenge that is that people don't hang out as they used to. So what do you think is the opportunity there? Well, headhunters could become quite valuable as you look for people for those upper management leadership positions since you won't necessarily be bringing them up through the ranks, not because you don't desire to promote within, but people just don't hang out that long. Right, exactly. And the other thing is, is that you're no longer going to get people who have stale ideas who continue to hang on to the old way of doing things because they've been there for 20 years. Now the opportunity might be that you get new fresh eyes every four years. Somebody comes in and, and yeah, there's, I mean, there are some side effects to that. I'm not saying that this is all 100% hunky-dory. I mean, (laughs) there's going to be some things to overcome. But think about how much more agile you would be with a group of people who brought brilliance from another company. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's how we did it when I was at Intel. Great. Bring it on. Like, tell me how you did it, and let's try to emulate that if it fits for our company. Versus, I don't know how they do it anywhere else. I've only ever worked here. Exactly. Right. So what feels scary can often be an opportunity in disguise. So look for that opportunity. Be open-minded as you go through. But think about when somebody comes to you and has a crazy idea and your first instinct is like, no way, man. That is never going to work. I know it. I've been doing this for 25 years. You might be wrong. Be open-minded. Listen to what people are telling you. If you're a young executive, listen to what some of the more mature executives are telling you. If you're a mature executive, listen to what the brand new guy in the mailroom is telling you. Okay? Don't rely on what worked yesterday. If you're relying on what worked yesterday, you're planning for um, you know, 70 degrees and a slight chance of clouds. Right? Instead of, I have no idea what the weather is going to look like. I plan for 70 degrees, but guess what? It's 105. Yep. Or guess what? It snowed. Hey, that has that ever happened to us? <laughs> Happens all the time. We saw that Colorado. last day. We had 60 degrees one morning at 6 o'clock. The next day it was 32. Yeah, and I mean, who would have thought it would be a high of 79 September 17th? 
I mean, I am rocked by this September weather. This has been about the nicest September I've ever experienced here. It's lovely. So, so warm. And so, um, so don't rely on what worked yesterday because what's going to happen here as we are moving out of this, um, you know, this era of stability into this era of flux is that those who are adaptable to change are going to be the ones who succeed and thrive. Okay, I'll say it again. Those who are adaptable to change are going to be the ones that succeed and thrive in the future. So if this is a challenge for you, start learning Mm -hmm. how to do this. Start being intentional now about trying new things, opening your mind, becoming um, more adaptable to changing your assumptions, changing your business models, and acquiring new skills. All these things are going to help you to kind of surf the wave going forward. It's no longer, you know, setting course on your compass and and heading, you know, due north. It's like get on your surfboard, bend those knees. <laughs> we call them jelly knees on the slopes, uh-huh. you know, and look out because bumps are coming and those who are flexible will be surviving. So generation cool. flux, the future of business is pure chaos. We just talked about how you're going to survive and thrive. I like it. Yeah. I like that. So Looking good ideas. Good ideas, yeah. Learn. So um, more exciting news on the horizon for Nourish Life and Business Coaching is that we've got some cool workshops coming up. Fantastic. The fall line is out. You can find the fall line. line. Check put your brown boots on and check it out. Um, no, the we've I've put together uh, workshops starting the first week of October, going through the second week of November. Uh, we've got some cool stuff, how to survive the holidays with humor and grace. (laughs) We've got a um a class we're doing a workshop on uh, rocks creating rock solid communication with your partner so um so that'll be good we're doing a mother-daughter gift journal workshop this year so that'll be fun that's going to be fun and that's i'm going to um allow five years old and up so um so that should be fun and then we're doing a um how to navigate divorce with grace and grit so that's going to be a good one. And uh, and thought work. We're kicking the whole series off with a, um, a class on thought work. And this is basically looking at um, your thoughts and seeing if they're supporting your best life or they're becoming limiting for you. And so, um, so it should be really fun. They're held in the office at Nourish Life and Business Coaching, which is right in the middle of town across from the American Legion. And um, we've got a nice little workshop room there. And it's generally a fun group of local ladies who, who join in. So if you're... It's interesting that it's ladies. Yeah, it's mostly... I, I mean, typically it's mostly ladies. I try to create stuff that attracts them. I guess once the guys get on board, we'll get you guys involved. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, some of them are obviously, you know, mother-daughter thing, but... Yeah, that's funny that women tend to gravitate toward self-improvement. Self-improvement. Yeah. Men grab a beer and watch football. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, and I mean, part of our culture uh, years ago was being in this, you know, was this village community, this village Mm -hmm. culture where women got together every day. They washed clothes down by the river. They had sewing circles. They, you know, there was an opportunity for women to gather and connect with each other. And we don't really have that anymore except maybe on the soccer field when you're on the <laughs> sidelines. Um, but a lot of times it's just like one, one or two friends, and, um, and that's you know getting together. But really we need that as women to be able to get together and talk and decompress. 
Very so, cool. Yeah. So um, so check out the website, nourishlifecoaching.com. You want to look under the workshop tab, and it'll give you all the dates and the pricing and um, how to sign up. You can email us at alexis at nourishlifecoaching.com to sign up or call 530-544-3736 to reserve your spot. Very cool. Yeah. When does the first one kick off? It kicks off uh, the Wednesday, first Wednesday of October. So coming up. So coming up, yeah. Coming up. So look forward to seeing y'all cool. there. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Another great week. Another great week. Have a wonderful week. Be intentional about your actions. Be brutally honest with yourself. So Alexis and Jen (laughs) signing off from the bright side. (laughs) We'll be back next week with more. You're listening to K Tahoe.